Hello, and welcome to Fairfax 50 Plus, a series featuring discussions on issues of interest to residents 50 and over. I'm your host, Jim Person. It's been called the age wave and even the age tsunami. Of course, what I'm referring to is the aging of the baby boom, that mid-century cohort born between 1946 and 1964. This year, the earliest of the boomers turns 73, and the last of the boomers will be turning 55. Today, however, in Fairfax County, this translates to almost 300,000 adults that are 55 and over, or more than 25% of the county's population. And we're going to talk about how Fairfax County, together with the cities of Fairfax and Falls Church, have been planning to meet the challenges of the area's age wave. And with us today are Carolyn Sutterfield, chairman of the Fairfax Area Commission on Aging, and Trina Mahan-Webb, director of the Fairfax Area Agency on Aging. And they'll also tell us about a uh, new survey of older adults that will be distributed in February. But first, let's Let's learn a little bit about them. Carolyn was born in England after World War II to an RAF officer and an American war bride. She came to the United States as a baby and since then has lived mostly on the East Coast with a stint in California. Majored in English at Harvard University and worked as an editor of books, magazines, and journals. And while not when not working hard for the Commission on Aging, she volunteers, visits grandchildren in California, tends to her garden, and I'm also told is a big baseball fan, Washington. <laughs> Nationals fan since day one. Avid reader, she also belongs to two book clubs. Trina, born in Welch, West Virginia, earned a bachelor's in psychology and a master's in human services from Liberty University. She's worked in human services for 25 years, became director of the Fairfax Area Agency on Aging in 2017, and when not on the job, she enjoys family, cooking, and football. So we've got baseball and football represented here in the room. So thanks to both of you, Carolyn and Trina, for being with us today. Glad to have you with us on the podcast. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Jim, for having us. Going to be talking about a survey coming up in a little bit, but first let's uh, kind of talk about this uh, age wave as, as we've been talking about it. Uh, Carolyn, first of all, um, this age wave, what, what kind of triggered your interest in, in that, that term or that, that uh, trend, if you will? I was really happy to hear that you were going to ask that, Jim, because it gave me a chance to go back and look at something I worked on in 2006 uh-huh. uh, when I was the editor at the Association of Science Technology Centers, which is an international group of hands-on science museums. And we had planned to do an issue on older audiences, older adults, mm-hmm. um, how they participate in museums, and how perhaps we could be serving them better in the museum field. Mm. So I dug out my issue from January, right? February wow. 2007, <laughs> uh, which is still available through the ASTIC.org <laughs> website, <laughs> uh, which even was called 50 Plus, Engaging Today's old, Active Older Adults. Wow, cool. And I found that it's still completely relevant. Mm. Um, there was a conference. Uh, that June, a three-day conference where uh, organized by the Spry Foundation, which was a group in D.C. at that time doing a lot of work on aging and, and retirement planning and that sort of thing, mm. um, brought together people from 25 museums, both staff and volunteers from those museums, and talked about you know, how the museums, which were known for being loud, noisy places full of kids, how they could you know, reach out and, and serve some older audiences, yeah. uh, pulling people in not only as volunteers, but as you know, potential museum goers right. and participants. Right. So 
that got me started. It just happened at a time when I was myself in my late 50s. My husband's father was very ill and needing care, and my own parents living in a retirement community. My mother was also having problems. So it just kind of all mm -hmm, came together mm -hmm, yeah. with my realization the baby boom age wave, that is me. <laughs> right. I, I are one. <laughs> and the 50 plus, you know, and it, carrying forward, it's, it's about caregivers. That's the reason why the 50 plus plan in the county and, and this area is known as 50 mm -hmm. plus, because mm -hmm. we're thinking not just about the very old end of the spectrum, but the people in their middle age or later who are now taking on responsibilities. Right. Well, you know, that is a term we use. That's the name of the podcast, 50 Plus Podcast. It's kind of interesting, that article, that magazine that you have that you brought brought with you, 50 Plus. I mean, was that the— right, from the, 12 years yeah. ago. Was that the terminology way back then? I mean, what, what's—I mean— I think, it, well, talking about the age wave, it was talking about the boomers. So in 2006, the first boomers were turning 60, but the following on boomers— were coming into their 50s. And, you know, we were looking ahead and seeing by 2030, I think the, the statistic we use is that one in five Americans will be 65 or older mm -hmm. in 2030, you know, because that's the, the boomers are right, reaching right. there. So what stood out to me going back and looking at this is the comments that those boomer, those older volunteers made at the conference mm. about what they want. And they said, we're not the way elders used to be. Right. We're online. We use the internet. We use email. We have cell phones. Nowadays, we'd say smartphones. But, you know, we want to be engaged and involved mentally and physically mm. in what we do. We're looking for experiences, not things. You know, we don't want gifts anymore. We mm. want to do things, and we want to give back to our communities. And the folks that I talked to then who were in the museums represented a tremendous wealth of experience and knowledge that could be shared with the community uh, and with younger people. They particularly loved, some of them were museum friends in Indianapolis. There was a program at the Children's Museum, a CSI kind of program, where the kids would come in and have a, uh, you know, a task to find out oh, something. Cool. Yeah. And they had a museum friend, an older volunteer, to help them. And those volunteers had a special training program that the museum ran just for them so mm. that they would really be knowledgeable right, right. in those areas. It was very successful. Right. So we want to be sure that we're taking advantage of the energy and abilities right. of our older population. When you were going back and, and getting ready for the podcast and kind of reviewing that article, are, are there things that in that article and, and, and now today you go, Ooh, that that just didn't happen, or or, ooh, yeah, that really did, or you know, some some interesting things that really well, stand one out. One thing that stood out to me, one of the articles in here was from the director of the Miami Museum of Science in Florida, and she wrote and said, you know, looking at the age wave, she said, think of Florida because we are now what you are going to be, <laughs> and this was in 2006. You know wow. that we have a very active older group of citizens, and we need to pay attention to what kinds of things they're going to want to do. Right. Um, you know, there were things going on. There was an exhibition called Aging for All Ages that was traveling around in different museums, and you could go and, you know, listen through earphones and look through, you know, and see your face change and sort oh, wow. of get a feeling of what aging might be like. You know, I think it's kind of like, you know, they have... Uh, 
um, something so that you could find out what it would be like to be impaired while you were driving without actually, you know. Oh, yeah. So in that uh-huh. way, you could think right. about, you right. know, well, what will the challenges be? The museums had already been engaged previously in an initiative to improve accessibility mm. uh, under ADA regulations. So, so we were, you know, already thinking about are we welcoming to all different kinds of groups? Mm-hmm. And the age range is one thing. Ethnic diversity was another that museums were looking at. So right. they're kind of all things that we're still doing right. here as part of the work I'm doing now. Right. Well, we mentioned this in the intro. Uh, the statistic is that in Fairfax County currently, more than 25% of Fairfax County's population, 55 and over. I mean, is that is that just kind of mind-boggling when you when when that's said out loud and kind of hits you it, it surprised you didn't it? yeah it did <laughs> and i think it surprised a lot of a lot of people to think about that and and when we make our annual presentations to the board of supervisors we you know tend to bring that up that this is not down the road it's already here mm-hmm. um you know this is an area where people work and tend to stay here often yeah. after they retire yeah. so it's not surprising right uh, I'm actually from the city of Fairfax, so our percentage of older adults is maybe even a little bit higher than the county's. Mm. Um, so okay. there are a lot of things we need to think about. Right. Well, and that's where the Fairfax Area Agency on Aging as well as the Commission on Agency come uh, come into play. Uh, Trina, you want to give us a little background, kind of kind of the quick highlights about, about what the Area Agency on Aging does? Absolutely. So the Area Agency on Aging was created because of the Older Americans Act uh, established in July of 1965. President Lyndon B. Johnson signed three landmark pieces of legislation that together shaped the lives of the generations of older Americans, and that was Medicare, Medicaid, and the Older Americans Act. And of course, we know that Medicare and Medicaid extends health coverage for millions and the Older Americans Act created the foundation for a system of services and supports that enables millions of older adults in the country to continue to live independently as they age. And we like to say age in place. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are 25 AAAs in Virginia. Fairfax is the mm, largest okay. area agency on Triple, aging. Triple A's. It took me a minute to get get that. <laughs> area, area agency yes, on aging. Yes, the area agency on aging. Uh, that, it's a whole lot easier to say. <laughs> <laughs> the Fairfax Area Agency on Aging's mission is to enhance the quality of life for older adults, adults with disabilities, and family caregivers. This is achieved through our leadership, advocacy, education, community partnerships, planning and development of services that promote choice, independence, and safety while embracing diversity. Our area agency on aging has many programs. We have Meals on Wheels, better known as our nutrition uh, program. We have volunteer solutions. We have care coordination. We have long-term care ombudsman. We have the Aging Disability Caregiver Resource Line. Mm -hmm. We have livable communities uh, development, which is made up of, of our caregiver programs, transportation, community ambassador program, and we have the Virginia Insurance Counseling Assistance Program, better known as VICAP. And so the Older Americans Act required each area agency on aging to establish an advisory council, and that's where our Commission on Aging comes in. Our Fairfax Commission on Aging was established by the Fairfax County Board of Supervisors as the advisory council to the Fairfax Area Agency on Aging. So the commission advises the AAA, or the Area Agency on Aging, 
maybe gives guidance on program suggestions or direction or kind of how does that work? Right. I think I'll jump in here that, um, you know, our official uh, task is to advise on de the development and coordination of community services and programs and other actions that affect older adults in the area. Uh, we advocate for the needs of older adults, and we also work to help tap their potential to enrich mm. the community, okay. kind of thing I was talking about with the museums. Right. Um, the Commission on Aging, uh, Fairfax Area Commission on Aging, and I'll keep saying area because we are 12 volunteers. Uh, the commissioners are appointed by the elected officials of Fairfax County and the cities of Fairfax and Falls Church. So I actually re represent the city of Fairfax. Hmm. Um, on, the, on the commission. So we have an area-wide sense of that, you know, we're all right. one population, right. Right. really. The, those political jurisdictions don't necessarily mean anything when it comes to the lives that people have right. in this area. And the cities of Fairfax and Falls Church, being much smaller than the county, have wisely contracted with the county to have access to health programs and human services. Uh, in the same way that the Fairfax City contracts, for instance, with the Fairfax County Public Schools. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, we provide the schools in the city and the county provides the staffing and the right, curriculum. It's right. been a long-term good relationship in both areas right. uh, for a long time. Trina, you, you, you mentioned um, a lot of programs. I, I lost count <laughs> as, you, as you were mentioning them. That, that's a lot of services, a lot of programs. I mean, talk to me a little bit about, about those programs. That is a lot of programs. Um, we have a number of programs, and, and the majority of our programs serve individuals 60 and older. Mm -hmm. um, we actually receive funding um, because of the Older Americans Act. Um, it was the authority for grants to states was provided because of that. And so we have local, federal, and state funding for okay. our programs. Okay. Right. Um, many of our programs uh, use volunteers. Mm. Um, for example, our largest program, the Meals on Wheels program. I was going to say Meals on Wheels. That would have mm -hmm. been my guess, yeah. Um, our long-term care ombudsman program uses volunteers to serve as advocates mm -hmm. and to our uh, nursing, our licensed nursing facilities. Uh, same with our Pets on Wheels program. Um, they are completely volunteer-run. Now, now, talk to me about that one a little bit, Pets on Wheels. I, I'm not mm -hmm. as familiar with that one as Meals on Wheels. I think, I, well, it's a generalization. I was going to say everybody has heard about Meals on Wheels, but probably not. <laughs> Pets on Wheels. T talk to me about that one for a minute. The Pets on Wheels program is actually a 501c3 program that's operated um, in the Area Agency on Aging, and they take pets that um, are certified and gone through a health certificate and training, temperament testing, um, into our licensed nursing facilities for, for visits. And so it's an enjoyable program. They've actually uh, visited a few of the adult day health centers as okay. well, um, and it really puts a smile on right. the face. People may have heard the term therapy dog or something like that. Is it a similar type thing, or is it just an, an animal that can can has the temperament to actually be around people and that kind of thing. They the pets do have to pass a temperament yeah, test. Yeah. Um, so many of them, um, and, and it's really wonderful to see when you see the the pet. They actually go in and they're not barking. Um, you know, they don't get aroused by a number of right lots of, of activity staff people going yeah. by. Yeah. And, you know, it's really wonderful that they they are well mannered and mm -hmm, maintained. Mm -hmm. 
Carolyn, I think you mentioned the 50-plus um, community plan that Fairfax County has. I think you mentioned that earlier. I want to make sure we have a little bit of time to, to talk about that. Any kind Absolutely. of updates or anything? That is where our Commission on Aging perhaps differs from other commissions on aging in the state or around the country because we have been charged by the Board of Supervisors to oversee and report on the progress of the 50-plus community action plan. Um, which we're actually in the second version of that plan. Mm -hmm. The first one was uh, approved by the Board of Supervisors in 2007, which came out of the same kind of consideration that we were having in the museum world in 2006, 2007. The Board of Supervisors was having that conversation here, and it, they formed a committee on aging, which eventually became the 50-plus committee, um, and said you know, they wanted uh, to address the needs of the older adults in the county. So um, you know, a lot of people, you know more history on this than I do, maybe Trina, who came together to make that first plan. Yes. The 50-plus plan was adopted by the Board of Supervisors in 2007 because they they were aware of the changing aging demographics due to the baby boom um, and foreseeing a concept which we really do call aging in place. Mm -hmm. um, the 50-plus plan included aging-related aging initiatives from all county departments. And so the history on the development process included holding forums in Fairfax County and the cities of Fairfax and Falls Church where voices could be heard in collaborative efforts by the Board of Supervisors, the Commission on Aging, the Area Agency on Aging staff, and multiple departments would actually be put into action. And so the COA is tasked with providing updates to the board. Um, the current plan of 2014 is in its five is a five-year plan, okay. and it has topic areas of safe and healthy communities, community engagement, transportation, housing, services for older adults and family caregivers, and long-range planning. Okay. So now it's time for an update um, yeah. on May 1st. Because we're in 2019, we're in so 2019. Five, five years. Yeah. Okay. Uh, May 1st, Supervisor Herity, who chairs the 50-plus committee, put forth a board matter for a comprehensive community-wide survey for older adults. Uh, on May 24th, County Executive Brian Hill directed county staff to move forward with finding a vendor. So by June 11th, a committee comprised of the Department of Family Services, the Health Department, Housing and Community Development, Procurement and Material Management, we all began meeting to kind of discuss and find a vendor and decide what instrument to, uh, what survey instrument to actually use. And, and these are all 2018 dates. This happened That's last right. year. Okay. So uh, I just, I'd like to go back and mm -hmm. just say what was the difference between the first 50 plus plan from tw 2007 and the one we're in now, yeah. 2014. So uh, Trina put her finger on it by saying, you know, the, the plan we're in now was the result of a number of 15, 14 or 15 community forums that were held. And that happened because the first plan had been pretty much devised within county departments. Mm. It was staff who'd come up with the ideas and for those initiatives. And as the commission began reporting on the progress of that first plan, it became clear to the commission and the supervisors that we really needed to have more direct community mm -hmm. input. Mm -hmm. And that was the reason why the forums were held. And out of that forum process, which took a long time and, you know, people came in, it wasn't it wasn't scripted. People came yeah. in and just talked about right. whatever they were right. going to do. And it was written down. All the comments were written down and committees were formed that went through that and organized it 
into categories. Um, you listed some of the categories that we addressed. So there were 31 initiatives in the current 50-plus community action plan adopted in, in 2014 and really put into action in 2015. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we've been you know, following that. Each, each initiative in that plan had a community person, an expert of some kind who would be the champion, who would kind of organize it, see to it that people came together to work on it. It had an advocate on the Commission on Aging, and it had one or more uh, county staff liaisons, people in the Agency on Aging or sometimes other departments. Um, so that's been rolling along, but it was envisioned as a three- to five-year plan, and we're right. now in the final right. year of right. that plan. So where do we go next? Well, and I want to – before we t- find out where we go, I want to just preface that by saying we've only got about a minute or two left. Okay. So where we go next, I want to get to is the survey that we teased about, which right. is upcoming. So I was going to brag a little on the current plan, which has won some awards, but I'll have to leave we'll that, do that for, for another We'll do that for another podcast. So what's happened now is the result of Supervisor Herity's request, and the, the um, county did staff did uh, find a, a provider – National Research Center to do a nationally normed county-wide, well, area-wide survey because it's going to include the two cities, Fairfax and Falls Church, as well as the county of households where at least one person is aged 50 or older. Mm -hmm. Um, So that is now in the works. At the beginning, of very beginning of February, yellow postcards will be sent out to the randomly, scientifically scientifically selected group of households they believe to have someone who's 50 or older, um, alerting them to the arrival of the survey. I think it will go to 22,000 homes, which is a huge Mm -hmm. sample to pull from. We're hoping for very good responses. That'll go out, and then the survey will follow in a paper form in English the following week. It's about a five-page survey. I actually took a sample version. Uh, I think it'll take you probably you know, 15 or 20 minutes to complete. Um, you know, it has a lot of questions where you rank the availability of services or you know, what you're experiencing in the community. It gives you an opportunity to weigh, on, weigh in on those areas. Mm-hmm. Um, then... You can send it back or you can take the survey online. If you don't speak English, the survey will be available also in Spanish, Korean, and Vietnamese. And that will be available online or you could go to a public library if you don't have access to a computer to take it. Mm. Um, okay. And that's coming out in February. So look for a, a bright yellow postcard to start right. to start with. And if you don't get a postcard, then you can maybe go online or right. get the paper Right. And so copy. you'll you'll be ranking things on a scale of one, which means excellent, to five, which means don't know. So, you right. know, right. excellent right. or very good or poor. Or I don't, right. I've never even heard about this. So it's going to give us a sense of what they know is going on, the kinds of things that are available through the Agency right. on Aging or through the 50-plus Community Action Plan. And, and very quickly, why is filling out the survey important? It's really important because what we are, what our goal is, is that the results of the survey will help guide the 50-plus Community Action Plan, the Health and Human Services Needs Assessment, and be useful for the Board of Supervisors' strategic planning efforts. Mm-hmm. So we really are looking forward to receiving the feedback. We hope to uh, get results out there by September 2019. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Uh, where can folks go to get more information? Is there a telephone number? Is there a website? Uh, that kind of thing. There is. Um, you can go to the Fairfax County 
government website and uh, go to fairfaxcounty.gov slash topics slash 50 dash plus dash community dash survey. Wow, that's pretty long. That's a lot. <laughs> that is long. Or you can call 703-324-4444. All right, fairfaxcounty.gov slash topics slash 50-plus-community-survey, or just go to fairfaxcounty.gov and in the search bar type in 50-plus community survey, and it'll probably pull it up. Or if you need more information, call 703-324-4444. Last 10 or 15 seconds. I know Carolyn's itching to get a word I would in just here, add so. that fairfaxcountyva.gov slash older adults will get you to a webpage that tells you all about the Agency on Aging and the Commission on Aging if you want more information. All right. Thanks you both for for being here. Trina, give you the final word as well. I just want to say one thing that one of our commissioner, Joe Hastings, says from the Providence District. He says, it's a community input into government policy making, and it's rare. And I totally Mm -hmm. agree with him, so I encourage everyone to fill out the survey. Right. This is your chance to make your voice heard for your successful aging in the Fairfax area. All right. Awesome. Carolyn, Trina, thank you for being with us on the uh, Fairfax 50 Plus podcast. Again, for more information about the survey, 703-324-4444, TTY number 711, or fairfaxcounty.gov and search uh, 50-plus community survey. You can also find uh, county older adult services, recreation, community engagement opportunities by dialing 703-324-7948. That's Monday through Friday. Or go online anytime to fairfaxcounty.gov slash olderadults. When you're there, be sure to subscribe to the monthly Golden Gazette newspaper, as well as Fairfax 50 plus e-news. After you've done that, link from there over to the Fairfax 50 plus Facebook page. Be sure to like the page to receive more updates. Thanks again for listening to the Fairfax 50 plus podcast produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia government.